Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 6th of March, 2023. We are again live tonight, primarily on Odyssey, the free speech live streaming platform, as the Wilmsfront YouTube channel uh, still has two strikes uh, for the last Tim's News Explosion I aired on the the platform, which was uh, two weeks ago for again, medical misinformation. Uh, also this week, uh, back streaming to DLive, as uh, some viewers told me that uh, Odyssey doesn't quite work for them in terms of getting a consistent feed there. So I'm still on DLive for the, the time being. So uh, back live streaming there as well. I will be monitoring uh, both the Odyssey and DLive chats. Now with my software, I can't display your comments on the screen, but I will read out some of your contributions to the news explosion. Uh, hello to Peak Ozzyman there, one of my regulars, and also some random bloke. Uh, good to see you all there in the chat. Uh, remember, as always, my audience are my eyes and ears. So if there is any technical issues, uh, please let me know. Now, you can uh, support uh, the show and also un other Unshackled Productions through Odyssey uh, by giving a, a tip, which is uh, the Odyssey form of super chatting, which you, uh, you can donate. Uh, Odyssey has its own uh, cryptocurrency, uh, which uh, all goes to uh, supporting unshackled productions and also helping if make sure that if you haven't what also helps us here on odyssey is uh, giving us a a it's not a thumbs up it's a on fire on fire e emoji that's their like and uh, also make sure that uh, if you haven't uh, subscribe uh, to the Wilmsfront odyssey channel and also uh, leave a comment because that also helps with the algorithm as well all right, that's all the housekeeping. So on with the show. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where did you know that uh, Harry Styles and Ed Sheeran have been performing? I mean, it's been hard to avoid if you've been online because all of the clickbait snapperazzi photos of them around town, even just uh, stopping in for a coffee, uh, they're all over social media. If you're just scrolling through your feed, uh, you'll come across one of, uh, one of the, the snaps of them. And uh, Dan Andrews, he bragged on his uh, socials that uh, Ed Sheeran's uh, concert at the MCG uh, was his biggest ever gig, uh, 200,000 attended. And so he said, uh, looking perfect, Ed. And of course, the irony of, of Dan Andrews uh, praising, he spent the last year praising how Melbourne is back 
and uh, uh, with all of the the big crowds that have been gathering. Remember, this is the same man who uh, was hell bent on destroying Melbourne for for two years and hated crowds because they were spreading the virus. It, it, it's the the arsonist is now putting out the the fire and now uh, bragging that look uh, the 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 recovery is is starting now. Uh, but the main entertainment in town has been the what's going on in the federal court uh, between a teal independent uh, Monique Ryan. Uh, she is uh, be, she, she has been taken. Uh, her former chief of staff Sally Rugg has taken a fair work action against her uh, for making her work unreasonable hours so mediation failed uh, so therefore it, all of the affidavits are now in open court and probably what uh, was the most uh, you would say explosive uh, thing uh, to come out is that uh, well the the beginning of the the deterioration of their relationship, uh, Sally Rugg and uh, Monique Ryan, was that uh, in November last year, uh, because uh, Monique Ryan, uh, we already knew she was a masked Karen and COVID uh, cultist, uh, Sally Rugg, when she caught COVID in Canberra in November last year, she decided to board the plane COVID positive from Canberra to Melbourne. And so this is uh, Chip Legrand, probably the, the best mainstream media journalist. He wrote the, the book Lockdown on uh, Melbourne's record-breaking lockdown. Uh, so it tells the, the, the story. Uh, so that morning, Sally Rugg sat at a Canberra desk, desk and watched with dread as the twin red lines became visible on her rapid antigen test. Yet, yet here she was, five hours later, texting the the most demonstratedly COVID cautious MP in federal parliament to say she checked the virus onto a Melbourne flight. I'm mostly on an empty plane and couldn't face the drive or hotel isolation and figured half the plane could be positive COVID positive without, with or without me on it. So I will be offline for 90 minutes or so. Good luck with the speech. If I miss it, you'll be great. Chip Legrand goes on to say this episode, perhaps more than any other that uh, punctuated the ill-fated relationship points to two things at the heart of an increasingly bitter workplace dispute. The first is that Rugg didn't understand the woman whose political prospects she had agreed to work slavishly long hours to promote. The second is that in Rugg, Ryan thought she was getting some, something she wasn't. Her immediate response to Rugg on November 22 was laced with disapproval, disbelief, and a tinge of sadness. I wish you'd let me know you're considering doing that. This followed two weeks later with a formal warning letter that said entrain the dispute. And so this is part of the, the affidavit here. So I've got slabs of it here. Uh, so this is on 6th of December last year, is that... Uh, uh, when Sally delivered briefing paper to Monica's office, once in her office, Monica asked Sally to close the door and sit down. Uh, 
Monique informed Sally that she was in the process of writing a formal warning letter showing her the letter on a computer screen because Sally flew to Melbourne shortly after testing positive for COVID to isolate at home. And so this is the warning letter here. I'll read it in my best uh, Monique Ryan Karen, Karen, Karen voice. Dear Sally, I'm writing to you about your recent actions when unwell with COVID-19. On 22nd of November, you tested positive to COVID-19. We're in Canberra for a sitting week. We discussed that you what you should do next. And you indicated that you plan to either self-isolate in Canberra or drive home. Later that day, you sent me a text message indicating you had decided to fly home. We're already on the plane. In doing so, you put other members of the public at risk. You cannot have disclosed your illness when you checked in. Had you done so, you would not be permitted to on the plane. I believe this to be illegal. If it's not, it would not have been permitted by the air carrier. Carrier. I'm also disappointed that you acted in this manner despite knowing that COVID management and reduction strategies have been an important part of our team's policy platform in Kuyong. The reputational risk to our team of you traveling by plane while knowing you had COVID was real and significant. I can't regard this conduct as anything other than unsatisfactory and hence I'm providing you with a warning letter. I would feel completed to terminate your employment should there be further such concerns in the next six months. I propose that we meet this week to discuss your end of probation review at which we can also discuss this letter then meet again subsequently as requested. If you wish to respond to this formal warning letter, please do so in the office or by replying to me. Your sincerely, Monique Ryan, MP. So she didn't, it's, it's looks like that Monique Ryan, she because most people's reaction, uh, normie reaction, when someone says they have COVID, they're like, oh, poor thing, I'll get well soon. Well, it seems like Monique, Monique Ryan saw it as a political problem because her, her chief of staff had had failed, had morally failed the, the COVID test. She'd got uh, COVID. I'm not sure if uh, Sally Rugg is, was... Uh, as a, a diligent masker as Monique Ryan, who, well, most for most photos, she wears a, a mask, but there's a whole bunch of her without a mask as well. Though if Monique Ryan was with Sally Rugg in Canberra, then shouldn't uh, Monique Ryan, to be responsible and not selfish herself, shouldn't she have isolated as well, Monique Ryan, as a, as a close contact? This was in November last year when there was no, uh, no more uh, mandatory uh, isolation requirements for COVID, so Sally Rugg did nothing illegal. And like what, is Qantas, and, uh, Qantas or Virgin going to arrest her for... Uh, uh, going against their policy of flying while having COVID, but uh, it gets it gets even more uh, more strange here. Like it's clear that uh, Monique Ryan, uh, she's a, a megalomaniac and a, a horrible boss. I think she is. It sounds like an audition uh, for a character for Horrible Bosses Three. Uh, so this is an excerpt from the Australian. Uh, so uh, she reportedly told, uh, Monique Ryan told Sally Rugg that she had an ambition to be the Prime Minister one day. And uh, Miss Rugg claimed, Dr Ryan said, you don't understand, I need to be the best. This is bigger than Kuyong. I don't know what this is going to be, but I know it's bigger than Kuyong. 
Dr. Ryan said, I wanted to be the prime minister one day and I need to know my staff are prepared to work hard for me. If you are not prepared to work as hard as I want, I will need to consider my options. I asked Dr. Ryan what, what she meant by that. And she said, well, I would have to let you go. Uh, so now I'm automatically on Sally Ruggs' side, given that, yeah, she <laughs> triggered Monique Ryan by committing the cardinal sin of COVID zero and going uh, going on a plane while COVID, COVID positive. Now, Monique Ryan responded uh, to this uh, 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 this accusation uh, that she suffered from uh, delusions of grandeur. Uh, she tweeted on Friday night, people, this is a joke. For those wondering, though, I'm very serious about swimming in the Olympics next year. But the thought of Monique Ryan as Prime Minister makes me shudder. I mean, she, we would be living under, still be living under a totalitarian uh, biomedical security state if uh, she, Monique Ryan, was the, the Prime Minister. She also put out a statement uh, saying that she was getting on with the work of representing my constituents in Kuyong. I uh, do work hard and my team works hard because it's an absolute privilege to represent the people of Kuyong. And there is a lot of work to be done. Politicians and their parliamentary staff paid more than most Australians. And I think the public should expect that we work very hard and prioritise engaging with our constituents. It's not appropriate for me to say any more until the case concludes. They, she did say quite a bit on Friday within that statement and saying it was a joke that I thought I could become a uh, prime minister. But uh, another thing that uh, Sally Rugg was required to do is uh, draft up uh, Monique Ryan's proposed uh, COVID-19 ad advocacy and uh, summit uh, proposal. And uh, also <laughs> things got even weirder, uh, Monique Ryan's alleged behaviour. Uh, so this is from uh, Sally Ruggs' affidavit. Dr. Ryan would often enter the office late at night, making demands of me extending my already extreme schedule. I recall I had been working late one night when Dr. Ryan entered, stumbling and clearly inebriated. She'd come from the Hoyts in Wooden and started to speak to me. I assume she was wearing a mask when she was at the cinema. She was slurring her words, but what, from what I could gather, she asked me, I just saw Black Panther Wakanda forever. I think I get it. I asked what she meant by that. And she crossed her hands on her, over her chest and said loudly, Kuyong forever. She then said, put me doing that at the end of all the speeches. When I said no, she yelled, I'm independent and stormed out of the office repeatedly doing the arm crossing motion and saying Kuyong forever for herself. <laughs> oh my God, this is, I mean, I, I like when she became, uh, well, uh, decided to become the the biggest COVID zealot in in parliament I actually I actually started to hate her more than Dan Andrews which I thought I thought it couldn't be possible but yeah she is way out of her death depth uh, Monique Ryan and yeah clearly it, <laughs> it clearly is delusional uh, with her ambitions and if she thinks that uh, she's on to a winner uh, with this, uh, we need to take COVID more seriously, COVID is not over. I mean, she's on her way to become a one-term wonder. I saw that uh, that uh, Mel saying, Tim does a good Karen. Uh, thank you, Mel. 
Pico Cement says exactly the sort of person who shouldn't really get any political power ever. I see Lady of Shalott has uh, arrived. Great to see you. I know that you're an Odyssey user, but I didn't see you at all last week, uh, neither in my my Odyssey live or in uh, Blair Cottrell and uh, Joel Davis's live stream. So good to good to see you there. I noticed that Pete Ozyman's the only one who's uh, put a a profile picture for his uh, Odyssey account. Uh, I know on, on YouTube, you all have uh, really nice photos. So uh, Pete Ozyman's leading, leading the way because I, I do like to see see everyone's avatar or, or photos in the, in, the, in the live chat. So yes, that was uh, by far the, the the most entertainment in Melbourne over the over the weekend. Uh, certainly not uh, the Harry Styles or Ed Sheeran uh, concerts. Uh, but uh, let's go to the the UK now, uh, where we uh, we have had uh, the UK Telegraph has uh, has published. Uh, thanks uh, to one of their reporters, Isabel Oakshot. She helped ghostwrite former Health Secretary Matt Hancock's pandemic diaries. And so Hancock provided her with uh, all of his WhatsApp messages as, uh, re- uh, well, as uh, research so she could write his book. And uh, she decided, uh, and the it started last week, uh, the lockdown files uh, in the, the Telegraph, she decided to break a non-disclosure agreement she had with him and uh, publish them. Her justification for, for doing this, because uh, there are a lot of, particularly the, 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 pro, the pro-lockdown, uh, lockdown apologists, are clearly angry uh, that she she's done this and uh, accused uh, the telegraph of running uh, of of selectively revealing them uh, to pursue an anti-lockdown agenda now isabel oakshot she's done uh, something incredibly brave i mean it's it's fair to assume that a source will never trust her as a journalist ever again. So she's potentially ended her career. But she said the reason that she needed to do this is because she believed that uh, the UK's uh, COVID uh, commission of inquiry would be a whitewash and just rubber stamp everything uh, that uh, the uh, Boris Johnson government had done and Matt Hancock had done, and she couldn't stand for that. And the British public certainly had a right to know what was being said behind the scenes by uh, the people who decided to control their lives. So the first one, and probably uh, and probably uh, the the most I, w- I would say uh, most most accurate a- accurate uh, science that uh, that uh, was ever discussed between them. Uh, so this was uh, when uh, they were figuring out how lethal uh, COVID is. And this is, we know this now, and we knew this in March 2020. And so Matt Hancock says, we have 
a new data tool that Jenny Harris has been developing to define your risk and should you be exposed to COVID. Age is the biggest determinant, then sex followed by other conditions, including obesity. What this means is that overall mortality is pretty meaningless because the mortality of high risk group is still very high, but of low risk group, very low. And Boris Johnson says, Matt, as I read this chart, an eight-year-old COVID patient has a 6% chance of dying. And if you're under 35, your chance chances are negligible. If I were an 80-year-old and I was told that the choice was between destroying the economy and risking my exposure to a disease that I had a 94% chance of surviving, I know what I would prefer. And Hancock again says, uh, uh, chances of dying as in under 35 is, is negligible, but you still transmit. So it's important to let people know their risk. The big challenge is whether it's possible to segment those with the high risk. And Dominic Cummings, uh, Boris Johnson's former uh, right-hand man, chief advisor, uh, they, it, it, along with uh, Patrick uh, Valance, uh, the chief scientist, says it seems that uh, the figure is zero point, uh, 0.04%, not, i.e. not 4%, the case fatality rate, not the infection fatality rate, which would be 4.1% overall. And so basically, the this, from right from the beginning of the pandemic, they knew that COVID uh, was only a, a real threat to the very old. And if you have a look at the COVID, uh, the average age of COVID death, it's in the, the mid 80s. So they knew the science right from the beginning, but every decision they made then uh, was political and it just got worse from there. Uh, so this is uh, when they decided to mandate masks on school children. So Boris Johnson said, before we perform another U-turn, can I have a view on whether they are necessary? And so there's a few advi advisors here. Uh, the PM's Director of Communications, Lee Kane, and uh, Cabinet Secretary Simon Case. I, uh, the second page, Matt Hancock says, whatever the decision we should make, communicate in an organised way and, and stick to it. And uh, Chris Whitty, the Chief Medical Officer, said, no strong reason against masking corridors and uh, no very strong reasons. The downsides in classrooms because of the potential to interfere with teaching. So agree, not worth an argument. They, the reason why they U-turned is because Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland decided to mandate masks in schools. They just thought, oh, we'll just, uh, even though there's uh, there's no, as uh, Chris Whitty said, I, there were significant downsides to masking students, but they just did it anyway. And then uh, this is probably uh, the the most damning. I would uh, that uh, the uh, the lockdowns and uh, the messaging uh, was all about uh, changing the behaviour of the public. Because if COVID was as deadly as the governments were saying, uh, then people would just. Uh, it, 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 People would know that and they take their own precautions. But uh, Matt Hancock, he said that uh, we frighten the pants off everyone with the new strain, but the complication with that Brexit is ta taking the top line. Uh, and Damien Poole, one of his advisors, yep, that was what get proper behaviour change. Matt Hancock says, when do we deploy the new variant? He's literally saying a meme there. When do we deploy the new strain? 
and his advisor said, been thinking about this and think we need to be more cautious, the strain that is. Think you made the point earlier that we need to keep schools off paperwork agenda, yes. Worth doing a bit about no leaking at the top, I think. Big risk is with the variant. Right-wing papers go for a new push for let it rip on the basis the vaccine strategies undermine. That And Matt Hancock says, that's why we reassure on, on the vaccine. And this is what they were saying behind the scenes, that we need to ramp up the, the fear uh, because that'll get people to comply more. Again, this is all political. It's not science. And so real Rakshan, he dug up uh, this interview that uh, Matt Hancock did uh, scaring people about the new strain. Who said um, recently that the virus was under control? Yes. Is it? No, uh, it, it's not. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a, a an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act essentially act like they might have the virus and that's the way that we can control it together. The cases in the tier four areas as you've seen from the graphs that have been presented have absolutely rocketed in the last few uh, a few days last two weeks or so and so we are we've got a we've got a long way to go to sort this essentially we've got to get that vaccine rolled out to keep people safe. To prepare ourselves I mean <laughs> Is it likely that if you're in a tier four area now, you're going to be in a tier four area until that vaccine is rolled out? Well, I think that given how much faster this new variant spreads, it is going to be very difficult to keep it under control until we have the vaccine rolled out. A lady of Charlotte has correctly said, Hancock is utter scum. Pete Osman says, jail the bee. And uh, uh, Lady of Charlotte says, hopefully this will kill off his TV career. He should be on the end. Well, I won't say that, but uh, he should not be on TV. Yes, because uh, he's still a serving MP. And last year, Matt Hancock travelled all the way to Australia to participate on the British version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, while he was being paid by the, the taxpayer. And of course, he resigned as health secretary in the middle of 2021 when uh, the Sun newspaper uh, published him snogging uh, his mistress, now girlfriend, uh, Gina uh, Colling uh, Gallo. And so this is the, the WhatsApp message, uh, message exchange. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Hancock asked, how bad are the pics? It's a snog and heavy petting. How the fuck did anyone photograph that? And his advisor says, did you snog her in the department? Yes, where about? Office and balcony. Balcony, possibly. Actually, I don't think. Lots of places where you can see that, but Def's office. It was, of course, a, the security uh, footage was leaked. Uh, that is how uh, the Sun newspaper uh, got that. And, of course, Hancock had to resign. He violated his own social distancing guidelines by uh, being close with somebody outside of his household. And also uh, these uh, the, the lockdown uh, files, they also show the collusion uh, between uh, the media and uh, the government. Uh, so this is uh, Matt Hancock calling in a favour to George Osborne, the editor of the Evening Standard, about, uh, he says that uh, he has 
22,000 spare slots testing test, uh, testing slots. Uh, so he's extended eligibility. So he needs to get, he wants more people to be tested. This is obviously good news about the spread of the virus, but half my target. So I really could do with a testing splash. So he's saying that uh, we we need to we need more tests. We need to test more people so we can brag there's more of the virus to, to do what we want. And then there's also a, another exchange where Hancock tells George Osborne, just listen to the BBC profile piece. Thanks for bigging me up. Of course, you are big now, and I'm proud of how you are coping and handling uh, yourself. Uh, so no, 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 I, no person should take the evening standard seriously uh, in London anymore. And then, of course, there's other, I shouldn't say gems, uh, but uh, disgusting revelations. Uh, Matt Hancock and... Uh, the permanent secretary at number 10, uh, bragging about uh, uh, putting families into quarantine. Simon Case says, I just want to see some of the faces people coming out of first class and into premier in shoebox. Any ideas how many people we locked up in hotels yesterday? None, but 149 chose to enter the country now in quarantine hotels due of their own free will. Hilarious. Though, one bit of commentary that uh, Hancock and his education and the education secretary Gavin Williamson got right. Hancock says, what a bunch of absolute asses the teaching unions are. Gavin Williamson says, I know, they really just do hate work. And this is why the teachers union were always lobbying uh, for school closures, uh, not just in the UK, but the USA. And uh, there was obviously the teachers unions here they wanted the delay uh, the school year delayed at the beginning of 2022 because of the the summer omicron wave so that has been uh, take, uh, been quite uh, damning uh, for uh, the the conservative government where uh, many of the the, the main players uh, are still if not uh, a minister, but on the the back bench, though Rishi Sunak, the the prime minister, uh, he actually, as he said when he was running for prime minister, he was a lockdown skeptic, uh, but he was overruled. That actually played out in the the lockdown uh, files. Uh, Rishi Sunak uh, today, he's actually he's he's proposed a a new, if it's here. Uh, not sure if it's on the main main page, but he's uh, proposed another another a solution to stop the migrant boats, uh, which is well, it's trying to copy the Australian one that if you come here illegally, you won't settle here. Uh, yeah, right. I'll see it. <laughs> talk is cheap. Uh, we know that Suella Braverman, Priti Patel have engaged in cheap talk. Action is what matters. The latest in the lockdown files, as you can see, is that uh, Matt Hancock rejected advice to cut COVID isolation as it imply we've been wrong. Again, uh, this this is the thing that uh, the, uh, the, the governments that uh, implemented uh, these draconian COVID measures, they never admit they were wrong. They just doubled down. And uh, we know that uh, Dan Andrews uh, has been exactly like that in Victoria. This is why I oppose a Royal Commission into our COVID response, because it would just rubber stamp uh, what the, the governments did and have it as a pandemic blueprint for next time. 
Lady of Charlotte says Hancock is standing down in the next election. They are all running like rats. Well, uh, I know that uh, his successor, uh, Matt Hancock, as Health Secretary Javid, is. Now back to Australia, uh, where it is thankfully the end of the World Pride LGBT Rainbow Alphabet Festival in Sydney, uh, but not without the Sydney Harbour Bridge uh, being shut for seven hours uh, for a World Pride March. And of course, Anthony Albanese was there. He said, and I should try and do the voice again. I just, to impersonate elbow, I just uh, squeeze my nose. No matter who you are, who you love, or where you live, you should be valued, equal, and celebrated. It was incredible to walk across Sydney Harbour Bridge with World Pride this morning, supporting human rights campaigners from Australia and across the world. And also marching was uh, News Corp columnist Joe Hildebrand, who brought uh, his young child there and uh, he posted on instagram happy world pride god i love this city and in front of him is a guy in just a jock strap there and in the the comments uh joe hildebrand joked oh he was one of the most uh, conservatively uh dressed there ho 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 so joe hildebrand he's soft uh, uh soft labor labor right he clearly, with that post, is just trying to troll I, the the people who are just over this rainbow propaganda. Now, don't get your hopes up; it uh, it, it won't go away until uh, until next year's uh, Mardi Gras. It's every day. There's you'll probably encounter some rainbow flag prop, uh, propaganda with some diversity diversity statement there's all the different days remember there's what is it uh, wear a purple day uh ida hobbit day what is it trans awareness day uh coming out day world's aids days there's a uh, this there's still about 10 days and then there's the northern hemisphere pride month in in june as well so it just never ends and when i went to my local coles on on friday uh they still had their rainbow uh, rainbow buntings and flags everywhere and their their uh world pride everyone welcome at our table uh now as i and many others pointed out their hypocrisy in that they did not welcome unvaccinated staff uh to well their employment table uh they have now decided to end uh, their uh, vaccine mandate for staff. And so they said, following a recent review, we decided to update our vaccination policy and will no longer require vaccination and condition of working at our stores, distribution centres and store support centres. And so it says, well, we're no longer mandating vaccination. Coles continues to strongly encourage team members, contractors and suppliers to stay up to date with their COVID-19 vaccinations, including receiving a fifth booster if you're eligible is actually the ceo of coles steve kane is actually is actually worded that incorrectly it's fifth dose third booster i know it's hard to keep up this is a statement from the ceo and and so he uh, also has links uh to review update advice on boosters and uh, where you can book a vaccination uh, appointment there so congratulations to everyone who pointed out 
uh, Coles uh, double standards in their uh, welcome at our table policy. And uh, they have now, their health advice has now changed uh, along with, uh, uh, along in in line with most other uh, corporations which have dropped their, their vaccine mandate now. Last week on uh, Tim's News Explosion, I brought to you that there's the, uh, the what is now looks like the beginning of a wider backlash against uh, this constant uh, promotion of, well, not just the rainbow propaganda, but uh, degenerate, uh, degenerate uh, art in public. Remember the, uh, the BDSM mural where, where the, the man had a teddy bear on his head and uh, the, the rainbow flev- uh, feathers, which were actually in the shapes of, of penises, this week, we have seen an even wider uh, backlash, uh, be- well, thanks to uh, the project uh, they uh, decided uh, to have on, on, their, on their show, uh, this uh, so-called comedian I'd never heard of, uh, Ruben Kay. Uh, now, this uh, was at the end of uh, last Tuesday's program. Uh, so a lot of people tuned in to the end of this because they're waiting for the start of Survivor and they were subjected to uh, this uh, crass joke uh, by Ruben Kay. Because queer people, LGBTQIA+, predate any idea of God. We're present in the animal kingdom. You know, if you go prior to the Cambrian explosion, I'm sure there were two amoebas listening to Lady Gaga doing poppers and banging away. (laughs) So I think it's hilarious when someone messages me and says, you have to accept Jesus's love or you will burn in hell, because I love Jesus. I love any man who can get nailed for three days straight and come back for more. (laughs) (laughs) Got a question, Walt? Not about that, no. (laughs) He didn't understand any of that. It's fair. I spoke very quickly. <laughs> Some random bloke, would they make that uh, joke about Muhammad? I, I know, <laughs> we, we know the answer, the answer to that. No, they wouldn't. My point has been that, uh, yeah, Ruben, Ru- Ruben K, he has the right to, to make that joke. I mean, it's, it's free speech. The issue is, is that he made it during family viewing time, which could potentially be in breach of broadcast standards. Although ACMA uh, hardly come down, comes down hard on programs that breach broadcasting decency uh, statements. And now many people focused on the initial reaction to Walid Ali, who's a, a Muslim, and uh, Sarah Harris. Uh, she's uh, the new project co-host this year. She came uh, from uh, Studio 10. Uh, The thing is with Network 10 is absolutely hardly anyone is watching it. I think one of their their recently asked breakfast news programs almost got zero people watching. And I think this is the the most publicity that the the project has, has had this year. And now you saw Sarah Harris, uh, she uh, was giggling there and uh, Waleed didn't look too uh, taken, taken aback, uh, but it was only after there was a severe uh, backlash uh, to uh, this blasphemous joke that the next night they apologised and said that they would never cause such offence. During an interview last night, our guest told a joke which we know was deeply and needlessly offensive to many of you. 
We want to acknowledge the particular offence and hurt that that caused our Muslim, but especially our Christian viewers. Uh, obviously, I understand just how profound that offence was. Yeah, live TV is it's unpredictable. And when this happened in the last few moments of last night's show, it genuinely took us all by surprise. And there wasn't a lot of time to react in any sort of considered way. Uh, it's fair to say we weren't expecting a comment like that to be made. We wouldn't knowingly broadcast it, of course. We acknowledge the offence that it caused, but more than that, we're sorry. Very sorry. Uh, some random bloke said, imagine if he made a Jewish joke, uh, Devere would be all over it. You're exactly right. I think Devere's uh, still, he's still at the uh, SEN radio in Melbourne because uh, some uh, caller uh, made a, a Jewish money joke about, uh, when discussing that uh, new Jewish uh, North Melbourne player, uh, Harry uh, Z- uh, Zeeshul, Zeebel, I think his name is. I can't, I, I can't, Zeeshul, that's his name. So, yes, uh, uh, like I said, a uh, Ruben K. He has the he has free speech to to make this joke. I'm a free speech absolutist, and most Christians I spoke to said, "Well, he'll he'll burn in hell for for that one." Uh, so they certainly uh, don't want to see him imprisoned for that joke or uh, subjected to violence. Uh, but there is a a protest planned uh, by Muslim and Christians community in Hyde Park on the 18th of March, uh, which is not this Friday. It, it Sorry, if I get my dates right, it is not this Saturday, next Saturday. Uh, so in an email to Daily Mail Australia on Wednesday, Muslim activist Steve uh, Dabzil said, we as an Australian Muslim community strongly adjourned the recent episode of the Australian TV show, The Project, that aired derogatory content that mocked the revered figure of Jesus. Such derogatory and offensive marks have no place in diverse and inclusive society like Australia, he wrote. Steve said Jesus holds a revered position as one of the mightiest messages of God and urged Australians to show compassion towards one another. As as uh, I think it was Lady of Shalott uh, said set up there that uh, they wouldn't dare make a make a joke about Muhammad. But uh, these uh, well uh, theologically illiterate uh, <laughs> comedians they don't know that Jesus and the Virgin Mary are yeah uh, revered uh, sacrosanct figures in Islam as well. I remember in 2019 uh, when Carl Sanderland said on his Kiss FM radio show, if you believe the believe the the story of the Virgin Mary Immaculate Conception, you're as dumb as dog shit. And uh, Muslims t- turned out at the front of Kiss FM very angry at, uh, at Kyle uh, disparaging uh, the story of Immaculate uh, Conception there. Kyle apologized but said, I'm not going to be facing any real consequences. I'm not going to lose my job. Now, a lot of people have called for the project to be axed. I mean, nobody is watching it. It's probably going to be axed anyway. Uh, if it was based sol- solely on ratings alone, it would have been axed many years back. The owner of uh, uh, Network 10, uh, Paramount Global, there's they're, they're consistently denied rumours that they're considering selling the, the network or even shutting it down. I mean, most people don't watch normal TV anymore uh it's all streaming uh youtube or if you most people get there their news not from the 6 p.m news anymore but uh the 24-hour uh news channels and uh online so yes uh, 
I don't, yeah, Ch- Ch- Channel 10, uh, I don't think that, uh, uh, I don't think that uh, you need, yeah, you need to uh, need to be too worried about uh, what's going on on their network because they're doing a slow death themselves. Uh, but in part uh, triggered by uh, this uh, degenerate uh, comedian uh, making this uh, blasphemous uh, joke, you would say that this partly inspired a, a, well, you would call it a, well, a group of Lebanese Maronite Catholic men uh, to go to Newtown, uh, which is in Sydney's uh, inner west, uh, which is where there's a lot of uh, LGBT venues, and uh, decided uh, to pray, uh, recite uh, the Lord's Prayer. Now, apparently, uh, this was very threatening to see these uh, Christian men praying in 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 Newtown. Uh, there's there, there some called them uh, right wing uh, Christo fascists and uh, reminded them of the the 1930s. And so this was uh, the the Guardian led with Christian prayer march along Newtown Street with an authorized protest activity. Police said. We're still doing that, even though protesting is well. There's there's no restriction on gathering. I the police said it was an authorized protest activity. It was prayer, and so uh, the footage was shared on the Facebook page of a group called Christian Lives Matter, with one member writing, "Huge turnout with the boys praying rosary in Newtown tonight," and mentions that it's a LGBT. Uh, Q plus hub. Uh, it's in Elbow's electorate of Graindler. Uh, so it quotes Timothy Collis, who was out for dinner with friends on Friday night in Newtown, fueling the group as they went past. Everyone was kind of, everyone kind of realized what was going on with the religious chanting and huge police presence and that it was anti-queer, anti-pride protest. Collis said uh, the protest felt intimidating. Group of friends stayed inside the hotel uh, writer and Newtown local Millie Roberts, who was also in the area, said the group tried to get in the bank hotel, which regularly hosts queer events, but was refused. They were walking around being disruptive. There was police on either side shepherding them through. And so, and so, and New South Wales police said, We spoke with a group of about 30 people who marched on the footpath before dispersing. And uh, so the CLM Facebook group features multiple quotes critical of LGBTQ plus activism and pride with administrator of the page recently posting about the Prime Minister Anthony Albanese marching in the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but this will show you who to make sure you don't vote for ever again. Now, uh, Coldrum Paul I, did an article 
about the fury after extremist Christians gather for prayer march in response to vulgar uh, Jesus joke. And also the Greens uh, sniff off. Uh, they said, rare non-cop spot tonight. Stay safe in your new town. We've seen ports of this anti-LGBTQI protest group walking the street chanting the Lord's Prayer. Uh, so here's, here's uh, uh, one of the other description: Christo-fascist radicals. And there was one who said, I've uh, in a West mayor, Darcy Byrne took to Twitter where he labeled the march as homophobic demonstration by extremists. I've been briefed about the homophobic demonstration by extremists in Newtown last night. We've opened Pride Square to send a message that all people are welcome in our inner city West community. Well, obviously they aren't welcome, uh, which like it's were some of the people scared of them because they were Lebanese, Middle Eastern, uh, and like because that sounds racist to me that you're scared of a, a group of uh, Middle Eastern men. Uh, that seems that that seems quite racist. Uh, so uh, going on to what the mayor said, we opened Pride Square to send messages that all people are welcome in our inner West community. A handful of small-minded bigots can't uh, can't change that, yeah. and so yeah. Of course, uh, rainbow lights solve everything. Uh, now, a another person who decided to, I would say, uh, take a even more uh, braver, courageous stance uh, than uh, those Christians who decided to go into well. Uh, into uh, degenerate territory there. I mean, they, 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 uh, the, the people on social media are act, acting like uh, they're about, to, uh, those men were about to restart the Pufta bashings. All they were doing were praying, probably praying for, for them because that's what uh, Christianity is, praying for, for others. Uh, so rapper Spanion, uh, he decided that he'd had enough of all of the degenerate content, uh, particularly that aimed at children around Sydney uh, in the name of pride. And he went on this epic rant. I'm fucking sick of this fucking perverted putrid shit like a bunch of dead set pedophiles hiding behind some fucking gay pride, whatever the fuck you's are doing. How far you wanna fucking go? How far is this until you's are showing dicks in the streets now? Huh? And everyone's too scared to say something. We're not even men. We're not women. We're fucking this. We're that. We're a hundred different things. Forcing it upon us. We say nothing. Everyone's too scared to fucking say something. Then it's forcing it upon our kids. It's gotten to the point. Now he's a fucking point of pornographic images in the streets with gay flags. Big homosexual teddy bears. You think we can't see what's going on? This time's coming to an end. All of these child groomers hiding in plain sight, the time's coming to an end. I'm not copping it no more. I'm fucking over it. I'm calling it out. Anytime I see any of these putrid maggots trying to hide their little shit, targeting kids, just like Balenciaga. It's no fucking different what they're doing. Sick of this shit. We're done. The whole country's done. The whole world is done. It's been going on for how long? 10, 15 years. You're getting worse and you're getting worse and you're pushing it and you're pushing it and you're pushing it. Yeah, what, what's next? What's next? Walk around the streets naked yourself, masturbating? What's next? What else do we have to accept? Because we're too scared to talk. Because you cancel everyone else. What else? What else do you want to be called, huh? What else do you want to teach our children? 
I mean, we saw uh, uh, saw during Mardi Gras World Pride uh, that, well, uh, uh, many are, well, mainly men, displaying their naked buttocks for all the public to see, which children could see going past. So it's almost full naked down the street. So as so, we're almost there, and uh, so. Spanion, he was uh, brave, brave enough uh, to make a stand, and not surprised, he was vilified in the the mainstream media. This was the the Daily Telegraph again, the News Corp paper that Joe Hildebrand writes for. Uh, this is by reporter William uh, T- uh, Tyson. Sydney rapper Spanion dropped from Collective after vile gay pride rant. Uh, they call it vile. And so, of course, they they mention that uh, the the criticism of him. Uh, so said one said that Spanion's comments were misinformed and hateful. Cheese, mate, you're protesting a bit too much. If there's any anything you want to talk about, or if you need to shoulder to cry, I'm here for you, bro. Award-winning journalist Steve Pennell said. But he also had a lot of support, uh, Spanion. Uh, Several other users, including ex-NBA star Andrew Bogert and former professional surfer Kobe Aberton, also backed the rapper. Uh, so his uh, record label, uh, One Day, uh, they uh, dropped him. Uh, they decided to put out these statements on their Instagram, uh, disavowing him. So this is... This is part one. Spanion's brand has never been about censoring himself or or not offending people, but his brand has also never been about spreading inciting hate or punching down on marginalized communities. We believe his power always lay in lifting up his community and those who grew up in the streets in social housing and being an ally to the disenfranchised. He has done the opposite in this instance. Spanion's commentary on these issues in no way reflected our values as a company and as individuals. We have been deeply upset by Spanion's actions over the past three years and acknowledge the harm caused by his Instagram video companies. No longer representing Spanion effective immediately. And then the second one was their statement, uh, condemning, strongly condemning Spaniards, conflating issues around child grooming and pedophilia and connection to LGBTQ community during World Pride in a recent Instagram video. This is very problematic. We understand that he, that this language has a long history of being used to discredit and vilify the alphabet community. We believe in free speech and people's right to express themselves. We do not require that our clients and partners share the same views and beliefs as us. What we cannot tolerate though are actions and speech which whether intended or not incite hatred and are harmful, dangerous to people, especially marginalized communities. We stand with and support the alphabet communities and world pride and a wonderful and important expression of love, empowerment and self-intermination. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, weak bastards. And uh, he was also dropped uh, by uh, Hatchet, a book publisher who uh, published his autobiography. They said, we strongly condemn the recent Instagram post shared by Spending, which vilify the LGBT community. We will not tolerate actions and speech that incite hate under any circumstance. Our only book with the author was published in 2021. We will not publish further books with him. We stand with and support the alphabet communities and world pride. If they actually paid attention to his rant, he was talking about pedophiles and groomers hiding behind the pride flag because the uh, uh, the, uh, 
the historical argument against uh, against uh, homosexual rights is that they were predators against children. Now, because that's deemed now a harmful stereotype, it's allowed uh, groomers and pedophiles to hide behind, behind the pride flag because, well, you can't accuse us here of grooming or uh sex sex offenses because we're part of this community and you can't refer to us that anymore that's that's what he was getting at there and how nobody's afraid to call them out even because you've got to call out perverts pedophiles and groomers uh wherever they come from uh but uh Spanion, uh after the backlash he did decide to, did decide to release a a follow-up Guys, like heaps of people were really offended about what I said the other day and I guess what I want to say is like I'm sorry for absolutely fucking nothing you putrid peasants. <coughs> They're nothing but apologists and deflectors. Someone comes online and points these putrid maggots out after fucking 15 years, all these pedophiles hiding behind the gay fucking LGBT fucking flag so everyone's too scared because if you point them out everyone goes oh, it's homophobia right someone finally stands up someone with a platform and every maggot all they can say is so what what about what about what about what about the bloke down the street that molested someone what about those old homosexual men that wormed their way into the catholic church and molest boys what about the what about them what a fucking about them fuck them too Fuck them too. And they get theirs. That's why they're all over the news. What about them, cunt? What about this? What about what we're actually fucking talking about? And, and deflecting that. What about the motherfuckers that are actually doing what I said? Indoctrinating our kids with putrid shit? What about that? Everything's an apology or a deflection. Ones that know, we're not here to prove it to them anymore. They've had 10, 15 years to figure it out and they're not figuring it out for a reason because their acceptance, they allow it, they're on that side. Anyone that apologizes, deflects, accepts, pretend that doesn't happen, they're on that side. We're not here to verbal them. We don't care what they think, fuck them. They've already shown it. The fact that I can come out, right, and say what I said, and they, I'm just here for us. We know it, right? They don't, they got no idea. 95% of the actual population hates the fucking guts of these maggots and can't wait until they're brought down. Everyone's just too scared to say anything. That's why when everyone agrees with me in the comments, people are like, I can't believe you're agreeing with this bloke. Like, he's from jail. Like, did he even go to school? Nah, I didn't. I didn't. I just don't like pedophiles. I just don't like the fact that these motherfuckers have wormed their way into primary schools, high schools, and anything about God, evil God. I love his uh, mock uh, spit for dramatic effect. <laughs> that that, uh, that was also epic as well. Uh, Pekosman says, can we get this guy in like parliament or something? Well, he wouldn't be eligible to run because of his... Uh, criminal uh record he is a reformed uh criminal uh so he did spend as uh this was from a a vice profile piece last year before he was was cancelled uh so he's uh, so he's now uh well he'd be now be 36 years old uh so he grew up uh, between Woolloomooloo and Redfern a midwood he describes as a complete culture of heroin and crime and so he spent much of his teenage years in boys' homes, 
his young adult life was defined by stints in prison for drug-related offences. All told, he spent 12 years in jail and uh, he began his hip-hop career as a Tupac-loving teenager. While locked up, he achieved fame in Australia's tight-knit local scene for lyrics in keeping with its gritty fixations, dealing drugs, breaking breaking and entering, smashing cunts. Uh, though he, a few months ago, he had a revelation, clean for several years with prison in the rearview mither. He no longer went music about that kind of stuff anymore. He believes in God and thinks that like glorifying crime, uh, he would tip the scales of of justice when judgment inevitably arrived. Even though as a Christian, I'm not supposed to believe in a scale as Muslims do. I still, uh, uh, I still do. I have always had that scale in the back of my head explains his newfound moral universe earnestly if he breaks into your house and steals your laptop that's one thing it's a crime he could pay for and has with much of his life but if he makes it cool to break into someone's home and steals laptops he could be off the hook for thousands of moral violations how can i how can i commit the actual crime and go to jail for four years but be a large cause of two and a half thousand of the same crime and get paid for it he wonders out loud well good for him for having that uh, revelation there uh, now the uh, going back to what he was cancelled for uh talking about uh that well there's uh groomers and pedophiles are hiding behind the the, the pride flag i've previously covered on tim's news explosion uh that, that uh, gay married uh activist couple who molested uh, their two adopted sons and pimped them out to uh, their friends. They're thankfully in jail now. Over in Maryland, if I've, I've got the, the tabs here, uh, a Democrat uh, mayor uh, who, who well, uh, was, uh, he was uh, championed as the, the first, uh, the city's fir uh, first openly gay mayor. Uh, so he, uh, the, the mayor of College Park, Patrick uh, Warhan, he was arrested Thursday on 56 child pornography possession and distribution charges. Uh, the 47-year-old gay Democrat uh, faces, uh, faces 40 counts of possession of explosive child material and 16 counts of distribution. And so the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children first alerted the department that a social media account operating with the county was distributing su suspected child pornography on February 17th. Through an investigation, uh, authorities determined the account belonged to the sitting mayor. So on 28th of February, search warrant was executed, seized multiple cell phones, storage device, and computer. Uh, so here's, well, uh, least he can do is submit his resignation, which he has held since 2015. And uh, so he released, I've cooperated fully and will continue to cooperate with law enforcement. Ryan Quad, the city's communication officer, I thank uh, Wojan for his many years of dedicated service in uh, a dedicated service. Huh. Another press release responding address, she called the news distressing for the city. The city knows that news is distressing and difficult for many in our community. We encourage our residents to seek any help they feel necessary to work work through this trying time. And Charlie Kirk has uh, of Turning Point USA uh, said that he was a regular White House guest and Pete Buttigieg mentee. Uh, so yes, that is... 
quite shocking and disgusting news to come out that an elected uh, official who wore their uh, se- se- sexuality as uh, as well uh, part of their political uh, identity has uh, been arrested and charged with such a heinous uh, child sex offenders sex offenses. Uh, now the 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 drag queen story time events just keep getting more even more blatantly sexual so this uh, um, this has gone viral uh this uh, this past week uh this uh drag queen show for babies in the uk There's no sound on this one, but yeah, you can see it there. Uh, this acrobat in hardly any clothing there. So yes, like if they want an acrobat to perform for the children, uh, why not? Why why not just hire a normal circ- circus a- acrobat who dresses appropriately? and is not an adult entertainer uh, by by trade that would be that would be my way of thinking there and so because of the public backlash uh, the uk cabaret company behind drag queen events aimed at infants has reportedly cancelled future shows after receiving fierce public backlash in the race of recent performance that was record uh, rec- recorded so it was called Cabba Baba Rave showed men dressed in drag outfits performing lewd and subject- subjective acts in front of children. Organizers of the group said in an email that they've cancelled shows due to online trolling, but suggests they'll return after the controversy blows over. Uh, so the group's Instagram and Facebook account have been removed after the public outcry. The group's website have been take, taken down, uh, said, we want to create a type of event where we ourselves as mums would want to go. So, yes, uh, that was another uh, instance there. And uh, there was was also a going over to Canada. There uh, was a Canada... It, had, it didn't stop uh, imprisoning pastors uh, uh, after lockdown ended. Uh, this pastor, Derek Reimer, is currently in jail in Calgary, Alberta, uh, after he was uh, thrown physically out uh, of a drag queen story time event that he was protesting. Okay. 
As a parent of kids in here, you need to get out. Why are you going to Because we don't understand the problem. You were disrupting anything. I wasn't disrupting anything. Nothing. It's all over. Sexuality. We were like to do this and we're just going to do it. We're having fun. We're being indoctrinated with evil. Uh, so here, uh, this is uh, this report by by Rebel News. Uh, so he's in the Calgary uh, Remand uh, Center uh, because, well, he uh, he refused uh, to uh, well sign off on bail conditions, which he said he could not abide by in good conscience. Uh, so. In addition to mischief and disturbance charges, he, uh, Pastor Rima is facing eight charges in total. Uh, the Crown prosecutors are apparently contemplating pursuing hate-related charges as well. The pastor had another court hearing today, another appearance scheduled uh, for Monday. And uh, so uh, Rima's arrest follows Calgary Mayor uh Jyoti Gondek declaration that she would be instructing authorities in the city to target all ages drag event protesters. So uh, now the state of Alberta that has that base uh, governor, uh, Danielle Smith, who apologized to the uh, unvaccinated, uh, but clearly she's not doing anything about an out of control mayor who's arresting people trying to uh, defend children. And there was also a, a protest against a, a drag queen story hour at a Auckland library in New Zealand in the suburb of Avondale, which uh, thankfully this one, the protest was effective and it did get shut down. We've asked them to stop grooming children. This is sexualization of children. You should arrest them. You should arrest them. This is sexualization of children. Now, the New Zealand Free Speech Union, uh, one of its maiden spokesmen is uh, Jordan Williams, who's also the director of the New Zealand Taxpayers Union. Uh, they defended uh, Drag Queen Storytime as a protected form of speech. And uh, so the, ch the chief executive of the Free Speech Union, Jonathan Ayling, said that Drag Queen Storytime are expressions of speech which must be protected. And uh, said police at Avondale Library upheld the speech rights of both Drag Queen Medulla Obel. Lug, Lugada and the parents who brought their kids to hear from them. Drag Queen Storytime is a person of speech which must be protected. Parents have the right to let their kids learn about gender identity. For those that don't want uh, their children there, they simply need not attend. Accusations of these events being harmful uh, are the generally held opinion of some Kiwis. That does not give them the right to shut down events because of their own uh, perspectives. Last year, the Free Speech Union stood up for Bethlehem College right to teach a traditional view of marriage. Members of the ranking community tried this as abusive, it, like some who oppose drag queen story time. These ideas must be allowed to be expressed on both sides. Let the parents decide what their children are exposed to, not the hows of the crowd. Uh, so they're basically adopting, what is it, the, the David French 
argument. Uh, he's one of those alleged conservatives at National Review magazine who said that, uh, oh, we shouldn't have big government uh, uh, shutting down uh, these events because we, we disagree with them. Um, protecting uh, ch uh, protecting children from sexual content, sexualization, I mean, that is standard uh, throughout the world. Consenting adults can do what they like, uh, see uh, uh, drag performances in, in all of their filth, but children, uh, drag queens are not for kids, as the late Wilson Gavin uh, said. And uh, you, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't take your children to a strip club to learn about respecting women. And so you shouldn't take them to a drag queen story time uh, event. I really hate it when, uh, particularly libertarians, they 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 claim that uh, these the, these sorts of uh, restricting sexual uh, sexualized content for children uh, is a is a uh, suppressing free speech. It's protecting children who are not adults. Now, up in Brisbane. Uh, there is a, the Anastasia Palaszczuk government is proposing a, a gender self-ID law. This is a Sky News report. Queensland government will allow a person to change gender without reassignment surgery. The laws will permit children aged as young as 12 to change their sex on their birth certificate. The Parliamentary Legal Affairs and Safety Committee recommended the changes. It was also recommended the new laws are audited in case any more changes are needed. And now in uh, Brisbane on the weekend, International Women's Day Brisbane Mean Gin, uh, they held their uh, conference, uh, which uh, they had, uh, they've uh, embraced uh, the slur turf they were giving uh, this out. Uh, the first rule of turf club, and it stands for Together Empowered Radical Females, is to always talk about turf. IWD, Brisbane Median, Fighting for Women. Uh, now, there's obviously uh, the, the TERF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical uh, Feminist, and uh, it's now a collection of those who are on the political left and political right, because Catherine Deves, uh, the former Liberal candidate for Warringah, she was there and uh, decided to uh, confront uh, the uh, Brisbane Antifa uh, counter-protesters. Can you explain to me what human rights don't you have? I mean, are you entitled to all human rights? I mean, what is it that you're asking for? Because no one has ever answered what human rights Lady of Shalott asks, are you going to cover Kelly J. Keane, aka uh, Parker Posey's rally in Melbourne on 
18th of March. I'll be there supporting uh, KJ. Please uh, send me the detail. I know that she's holding a speaking event. Um, I didn't know that there was a rally. Is the rally in favour of her or is it uh, a campaign against racism and fascism uh, protest against her? Now, uh, the trans uh, lobby, uh, they, they've always been upset with Catherine Deves, but now they have turned their ire to uh, Michael Knowles of the, the Daily Wire. He was one of the speakers at the, the CPAC conference at the Gaylord uh, Resort. Uh, so all the uh, major Republican figures uh, were, were there to throw some red meat to the base, uh, such as former President Donald Trump, presidential candidate Nikki Haley, uh, former CIA Director of Secretary of State Mike, uh, Mike Pompeo. Ron DeSantis wasn't there. Uh, America First uh, founder Nick Fuentes got evicted from the whole, whole Gaylord Hotel. He wasn't even allowed to, to have a room there. But yeah, Michael Knowles, uh, according to the uh, progressive media uh, what he said was apparently calling for a final solution genocide against uh, transgenderism this is what he said there can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism it is all or nothing if transgenderism is true if men really can become women then it's true for everybody of all ages if transgenderism is false as it is if men really can't become women as they cannot then it's false for everybody too. And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of so many people. If it is false, then for the good of society and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level. Uh, Lady of Charlotte says, uh, she is speaking on the steps of Parliament House. A counter-protest by Antifa is planned. I expect Vic Pol will be out in force. Uh, I think they, they will be. Uh, yes, uh, thanks for letting me know, Lady of uh, Charlotte. Um, I'll certainly endeavour to, to, to make that there uh, because we certainly be good to to hear uh, what she has to do, has to say i haven't followed her as much as uh, you have or um some of the people in this 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 chat are and now the other uh, big villain of the the week or the the the, the person who was uh, cancelled again uh was a, a dilbert uh, cartoon uh, creator uh, Scott Adams. So he uh, does a live stream most most days, and he was responding to a poll which says that a half of black people uh, do not like white people. And so this was his response to this poll. So if if you know nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group, and I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. 
This can't be fixed. Right? This can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know I have a very low black population because unfortunately there you know there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when when he notes that the when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's it's no longer a rational impulse. And so I'm going to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like, I've been doing it all my life, and I've been... The only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. <laughs> it makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. Uh, the, the, it's over. Don't, don't even think it's worth trying. Totally not trying. And... There we go. You didn't expect that today, did you? <laughs> But those who don't want to focus on education, you just need to get away from them. Just get as much distance as you can. That's my recommendation. Um, And I'm also really sick of seeing video after video of black Americans beating up non-black citizens. Um, You know, I realize it's anecdotal, and it doesn't give me a, a full picture of what's happening. But every damn day, I look on social media and there's some black person beating the shit out of some white person. I'm kind of over it. I'm over it. Right? So I, I quit. Uh, Don Browning says Adam's a coward, uh, quoting someone else. He did say in his defenses that he was uh, engaging in hyperbole and that he doesn't like uh, racism. But as you saw with looking at that, uh, I mean, he's, what he said was clearly racist, but he was responding to the racism of uh, of black people, uh, well, uh, 50%, uh, according to this poll, uh, hating white people. And so he was basically saying if they don't want to, if they don't like us, uh, we shouldn't bother to help them anymore so he uh, cancelled again uh scott adams and a whole bunch of newspapers said we're cancelling uh dilbert from our columns there but it doesn't seem to phase to scott adams probably get more viewers now to his uh, live streams there now i've gone way over time because uh, i only do i once a show uh, uh, once once a show news summary because there's no uh trad tasman talk anymore with uh uh do that's where we would cover a lot of the australian and new zealand news on a friday night so I try to cram it all in into tim's news explosion in an hour but i always go over time uh, so i'll just mention a couple of other uh noteworthy uh bits of of news so uh, Sherman Burgess, you remember him, the uh, the founder of the United Patriots Front and uh, gave himself the nickname the Great Aussie Patriot, is now converted to Islam because he believes that that will 
will save the West. And he also praises uh, Andrew Tate, who is uh, now converted to Islam as well. So, and he's got uh, his news of his uh, conversion has uh, gone viral uh, all around the world. Uh, His former nationalist uh, colleagues, such as Blair Cottrell and Neil Erickson, I don't uh, don't think that this is a good, he's made a good decision because Islam is a foreign religion. Blair Cottrell said on his live stream uh, that uh, if, that uh, if all uh, Christians in Australia became Muslims, it would just be a, a white person's version. Because, uh, like, a Christian, like the, the point that uh, he and Neil Erickson have made is that uh, uh, everything you need for a wholesome society is in Christianity. You don't need uh, you don't you, you don't need to uh, import Islam. And of course, the the West, like I've gone through all the uh, degeneracy perversion on this uh, on this show tonight. Uh, remember, there's uh, Christian nations uh, in Eastern Europe who, which are uh, based wholesome national society, African nations, I and also Asian nations uh, as well. Uh, so saving Australia by switching. Switch, switching your uh, religion, thinking that uh, if, if, if more uh, white people uh, become Islamic, uh, it's, it, it, you're still going to have the same sort of apathetic uh, religious, <laughs> religious population in Australia. Uh, now, we also have a, the uh, Reserve Bank meeting tomorrow to raise interest rates again. Uh, we had uh, Anthony Albanese and uh, his treasurer, Jim Chalmers, announced last week that they were going to double the superannuation tax on those who had over $3 million in super from $0.15 cents to $0.30. Cents. Uh, they claim it's not a broken promise because even though we're legislating in this term of parliament, you'll get to vote on it before they come into effect. Uh, they're redoing Bill Shorten's class warfare, which cost him the, the 2019 uh, election and obviously we know uh what happened to bill shorten at that election with his class warfare uh increasing taxes on so-called rich pricks and rich boomers he lost the election uh so i don't think it's going to work out uh <laughs> as well as uh elbo and jimbo i uh, think it will uh latest polls they've lost a percentage point it's 54 46 coalition uh the new south wales uh coalition government as has clawed its way back it's 48 52 two party preferred i think uh chris mins and anthony albanese's promotion of all this world pride has probably swung things back to the conservative side it's three weeks away on saturday 25th of march new south wales election of course be doing an election night live stream here on the unshackled We'll definitely be on a YouTube channel by then. I'll be joined by Kyle Kutazi, Damien Ferry, Senior Editor of the Unshackled, and many, many more. So make sure you tune us in uh, from 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time on uh, Saturday, the 25th of March, as the, the votes are counted. If, of course, Chris Minns wins, uh, then it'll be wall-to-wall Labor government on mainland Australia. National Cabinet will be Labor Prime Minister, uh, seven... 
seven Labour premiers and chief ministers and just the one sole uh, leftist uh, Liberal premier, Tasmanian Jeremy Rockliffe. Uh, now, Albo, uh, he, even though Parliament's sitting this week, he's uh, going to be off again uh, to India to uh, watch uh, the fourth test between Australia and India, drink some more beer, but it's being dressed up as an official visit with the invitation of Prime Minister Merida Modi there. So Airbus elbow at it again. So that's it for tonight. Remember, I've got a Wilmsfront this Sunday evening, 8.30pm Melbourne time. I will be on the Unshackled's YouTube channel because that'll get off a second uh, strike. So it will be on YouTube. My guest will be Professor Gigi Foster, uh, where we'll be discussing, she uh, spoke out against, She's a, a, an economist at uh, University of New South Wales. She's published two books, The Great COVID Panic and A Cost Better Analysis of Lockdown. She spoke against the lockdowns and their economic and social and health costs right from the beginning in March 2020. So I'm very much looking forward uh, to, to interviewing her and uh, having a discussion about where we're at and can we pre uh, prevent a lockdown catastrophe again. So make sure you tune into that. New reports from uh, uh, reports from Tiger Man with Richard Wallstrom from being uh, recorded. Uh, they are being uploaded to the uh, report from Tiger Mountain Odyssey channel since uh, can't upload to YouTube at the moment. I'll include a link to that as well uh, in uh, the description as well, linking up all of our Odyssey channels, we can see the Wilmsfront, Tim's News Explosion report from Tiger Mountain archive as well. So thank you so much for watching. As always on Free Speech Odyssey platform, thank you for making the migration over. And I'll remind you again, make sure you subscribe, uh, give a, a fire like, and also make a comment as well. Thanks, uh, thanks so much again for your support, everybody in uh, the chat. Uh, Peak Aussie men, some random bloke, Dawn Browning, Otto anti-bullying, Lady of Shalott, and uh, in case I've missed anyone out, uh, all my regulars, uh, you always always make me look forward uh, to Tim to doing researching Tim's news explosion, bringing you all the news every week. So good night, stay safe, stay sane, uh, <laughs> stay wholesome. And uh, yeah, just stay sane and stay free as well. Good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's News Explosion.